Welcome to this week's edition of At Large Bid, the 48 Minutes Network College Basketball Podcast. I am Tim Daniel. Excited to be here this week with Taylor Burkfeld as we recap the first couple days of college basketball games. We completely overreact to everything. Um, so everyone tune in and hear us talk about Kentucky, Louisville, Duke, Kansas, Iowa State, Cincinnati, Memphis, you name it. We talk about it if they're a big time school. So without further ado, here's this week's show. Enjoy. Taylor, you know what we're going to do today? What are we going to do, Tim? We're going to overreact. Yes. Overreaction Thursday. That's what yes. we're going to call it today. Because we have waited. We have the longest offseason in any sport. I'm a said professional. I guess it kind of, depending where you go. Yeah. Dropping bags, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so we have been dying to finally be able to talk about college games. And we finally have it. It's so nice. Uh, we had some some big games. A lot of a little bit of news, so we're going to kind of touch on as much as we can in this short time for the show. But first, recruiting news. Yeah, big recruiting news. Let's start with done deal to Kentucky. Cade Cunningham. Yeah, number one player in the country. Um, yeah, reported reported by me uh, that Cade Cunningham <laughs> was going to UK. Um, he decided to go to Oklahoma State, where his brother's on the coaching staff. Um, a lot of people on different message boards and whatnot are kind of pissed at him and throwing shade at him. But shocking, right? I mean. He, he took his visits to um, North Carolina, Kentucky, Oklahoma State, um, Washington, and Florida. Um, you know, he kind of met with his family, found out the best option. Everybody's saying he's only going to Oklahoma State for his brother. It's kind of crazy because Bryce Thompson, uh, five-star, like number three shooting guard, is announcing next Tuesday. His final four were Kansas, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and Oklahoma State, or Kansas, Oklahoma, North Carolina, and Oklahoma State. Um, and a lot of people suspect that now that Kate Cunningham's going to Oklahoma State, he's going to be joining him. Um, the talks of them were going to be a package deal when they were going to go to North Carolina. That was one of the rumors. But with North Carolina getting a commitment from Donovan Puff Johnson, who's the younger brother of Cam Johnson, he's a six-eight small forward, um, a lefty from Hillcrest Prep out in Phoenix. Um, that kind of shut down Bryce Thompson to Carolina when Puff committed to North Carolina. So now, I mean, the, the fall signing period is next week. It's the 13th. Um, so a lot of a lot of these kids are going to sign early, and then some of these kids will prolong to the spring, and you'll get a little bit better idea who's going to be out there. So, yeah, so a lot of a lot of movement there finally. Right, I know the Kate Cunningham one had everyone on pins and needles. He tweeted, I mean, for uh, for the number one player in their country, not to go on like a you know get up or like ESPNU Cohen, they did. Or, right, or, all like he literally just tweeted out 15 minutes before he was decided. He's like 15 minutes dot dot dot, and everybody thought he meant the beginning of the college basketball season. Which, which in true was the same time, but yeah. then he released a video, just saying, like you know, thanks to all the schools that recruited him, and then he even I don't I don't like it, I don't like how he did this, but he was like I was this close to committing to another school, like he gets a lot of people assume when my brother took the job, it was just a weird video because it's like yeah. we we know dude you're going there because your brother like it's cool it's cool dude yeah but he's like blood thicker than water and then he like unrailed a sweatshirt and it was Oklahoma State which I got no problem with I yeah. love he's a very good player saw him play in person gonna be the number one pick in the draft two years from now. And he's going to a school that I don't hate, so I can, I could root, root him on. So, yeah, he's going to be a lot of fun to watch. He's yep. very talented. You know, he's a multi-dimensional scorer. Yep. So that's a big thing. Obviously, I don't, I don't think Oklahoma State's really had that in a long time. I mean, Marcus Smart. Yeah. But <laughs> now he's just a defender. What was the, uh, the guard who played for the Clippers? Uh, God, he was he played he was at NCAA tournament. They lost to Louisville. Uh, yeah. 
God, he was he was good. I drawn a blank on his name, but Gary Payton Jr. No, at Oregon <laughs> State. Uh, let me. I'm looking it up now. Now they got me. Yeah. Uh, so while you know, like while we're trying to talk about that too, I'll talk about JJ Trainer, who was yeah. the number one player in the state of Kentucky, was down to Louisville and the University of Cincinnati. And he just added to Louisville's ridiculous draft class that they already have. Draft class. I mean, recruiting yeah. class. Yeah, same thing, right? You know, basically. Yeah. Uh, but JJ Trainers, a also he's a he's a he's a wing. He's multidimensional. He can rebound. He can do a lot of things on the court. So a nice piece to add for that Louisville team who is already not going to be fair for the next few years. Uh, yeah, they're going to be really good. Like they're good this yeah. year. Like Samuel Williamson looked really good. Um, Jordan Wara. Yeah. Let me see. The name is. Jim, not Jacob Evans, Jawan Evans. Thank you. Jawan Evans. Jawan Evans. Yeah. He was a stud. Played for the Clippers for a little bit. Um, he, they lost 92-91 that year to Michigan. That's the reason why I said that. He had 28 in that game. So Nice. But anyway, J.J. Trainer. yes, adds to Louisville. <laughs> um, everybody kind of really thought. Didn't his, isn't he a legacy player? Like, didn't his dad or somebody play there? Something like that, yeah. yeah. So, another good get for Chris Mack. In-state kid. I think if, I think if he starts gathering up the in-state kids as he has, like the David Johnsons and the J.J. Trainers and couple other players when they're good enough to go to D1. Uh, I think he might get some of the swing from the state. People might start rooting for Louisville. I mean, obviously, Lexington's still going to have their own. but Right, I agree. Because yeah. a lot of people were mad at the state tournament last year when Deontay Allen won player of the year. Yeah. And that's no disrespect to him, but David Johnson was a stud all year, and his team won state. Yeah. Hard for a kid that played five games who gets hurt, which now if he didn't get hurt and he continued to put can, up those can numbers, you put like 45 great. a game? Sure, yeah, I'm down. Yeah. But, I told you he also has the worst Instagram of any college basketball player. Yes. It's, yeah, it's, it's really bad. Yeah. But David Johnson won state, led his team there. Big reason they won, so oh, yeah. i give him the nod. Because Kiki Tandy wasn't in state either. No. Neither was uh, Trainer either. Yeah. So. <laughs> None of those guys. All right. So let's start game-wise. Let's start the Champions Classic, man. Yeah. So we're going to get through this. We're going to overreact the hell out of these games. I'm so excited. Uh, obviously, this first one was not very appealing to the the to lovers of basketball. To my yes, eyes they were. yes. Um, Kansas and Duke play. It's a final of Duke's winning 68 to 66. Kansas had 28 turnovers. Yeah, mind you, 28 turnovers. Yep. We both picked Kansas to win that game. Obviously, did not go our way. <laughs> they should have. Um. So, what did you take away? I was covering a game, so I didn't get to watch this one. What did you take away from the from the from the first game? Um. Uh, I mean, Duke. Like, we we knock on Kansas for the twenty eight turnovers, but Duke had their defense was really really well that game. Uh, played well that game. Sorry. Uh, they're led by Trey Jones, um, Vernon Carey, and Matt Hurt. They took a little bit of adjustment because Yudoka Azabuke is kind of a big big post presence, and not these these kids aren't really used to that regular. Uh, Matt Hurt looked really good. He had a couple um, free throw line extended jumpers. He had a big three. In the early in the first half to kind of get them going. I was really impressed with a guy that uh, by Cassius Stanley, a guy that I really didn't think was like was deserving of the hype that he received. Which maybe that maybe I was just dead wrong on him. Um, he he played really good. He was a slasher. Got to the hole a lot for Duke. He was really good on the defensive ends. That led to a couple like outbreak out outbreak dunks and stuff that he. I mean he just threw him down. Um, Trey Jones still has outside shots a liability. Um, yeah. But, I mean, Duke's outside shooting as a whole was a liability. When Matthew Hurts, your best shooter, like, uh, you know, that's probably not your best bet. Even though Hurts 24 from three, okay. Yeah. Right, I mean, not terrible, but Alex yeah. O'Connell came in and hit a couple big threes, which if he can start playing better for um, – if he can give significant minutes for Duke, they'll be a better team. But for Kansas, I mean, some of their offensive sets they were running, they had 
they were having Yudoka Azubuke set high ball screens for Devin Dotson, who played really well. He did play um, well, yeah. And Azubuke would, you know, he would either, he would slip and he would only go to the free throw line. Like, if there's no good in him catching the ball at the free throw line. Like, he's not a fear to keep – his jump shot's not consistent enough for that to be a valuable option. Like, when he got low and got good post presence against Vernon Carey and against Matthew Hurt, he had his way with him because just the size of him alone is way bigger than Carey and Hurt. And um, he dominated there. But uh, it was a lot of uh, awkward sets. And Azubuke would catch the ball, you know, hold it for a couple seconds, then throw it to another guard, set another ball screen. Like, just they didn't have a really big flow into it. And it's hard to get in a flow when you're having 28 turnovers. There were multiple times at the end of the game – Three on one fast break, three on two fast break, and they're just they're hitting the wrong man. Like Duke, now some of that is because Duke's you know jumping the lanes and intercepting the passes and whatnot. But I mean, a lot of forced turnovers from Kansas said if if they you know they limit those to maybe fourteen, sixteen, they they might win that game convincingly. So I wouldn't freak out if you're a Kansas fan, um, not yet. Uh, Dotson ended with seventeen, um, Ajiba ended with fifteen, Mar- uh, Marcus Garrett with twelve, Azubuke with eight. You know. You lose to Duke by two with Azubuke with 28 turnovers and him only giving you eight points. Like, I, I you could be worse. You know what I mean? Yeah, so. agreed. Plus, not to mention that, <clears throat> you know, he beat this team in the Elite Eight a couple years ago. Yeah. This exact, just not this exact Duke team because Jason Tatum was on that team yeah. and guys like that. But still, you know, for what that guy's been through and everything he's done, it was nice to see him well, on that, the court. The team that Kansas won, that was like Bagley and Carter. That's right. And yeah. then Tatum then lost to uh, South Carolina. That's right. Yeah. The second round, right? Yep. Yeah, uh, but yeah, you're right. Like he, it's he knows the foundations there to beat Duke or beat the higher teams and get there. So it's a, you know, we call this overreaction week, but like it, it's true. Like I wouldn't jump off the ship yet. Like I think they're fine. Yeah. So on the Duke end of things, I think you and I have been concerned now for a little bit. Going back to the exhibition game, we are like they're not explosive. They're not doing anything like sexy. You know, yeah. they're not like making big plays. Like if their defense continues, but that's hard. To, defense intensity to be that high all year. Now, if it does, that's great because they're going to be a really good ball club. They just need a valuable score besides Hurt to to uh, step up and be be that second guy. Like I think Vernon Carey could be that guy, but Vernon Carey is more of a face up four in college. Yeah, where he can take you know he can be a little bit bigger than the fours and take them off the dribble. At the five, he's going to struggle. He'll be able to take them off the dribble and get to the lane um, and get to the rim. I mean, but. He's also going to have that, that the difficulty on defense of guarding a bigger man who can post him up and get good positioning, and he might be in trouble there. So, I would just like to see a number two from like a number two scoring option from Duke come up. Now that could be Trey because Trey looked good in the um, pick and roll. He would he'd get in the lane, hit some hit some jump uh, jumpers like free throw line extended and whatnot. But his outside shot has to get better if they're going to be a real threat. Yeah, I completely agree. So Duke coming up, kind of look at what they have. Nothing really to be excited about till they play Michigan State here in a couple weeks. Uh, Kansas on their end. I'll try to pull their schedule up real quick, see what we got to look forward to for them. Again, nothing till they play Villanova in the middle of December. So yeah, right. we're going to kind of see these teams kind of have a chance to put it all together with their new players and their experienced players now. So on the other end, we had a really good game yep. between Kentucky and Michigan State. It looked like a whole, it looked NBA, when people say NBA to college, it's way different as the gameplay. That the best way it can be described is the Duke-Kansas game and then 20 minutes later, the Kentucky-Michigan State game. Yeah, I mean, Cassius Winston and Tyrese Maxey were both really, really, really good in this game. Um, both made a ton of plays. Both are super athletic. Uh, you know, Tyrese Maxey really kind of made himself a star. Yeah. You know, people like you and I who follow this stuff, we knew just how good this kid is. Mm-hmm. But the rest of the world got to see how good he is and he had the chance. He had that shot that was like the dagger. It was like... And he hit it from the logo. Yeah. Yeah. So... I, I've came, you know, I'm sticking by what I said. I think Kentucky wins the title this year. 
and I think this was the first group of that. And also, I think that I mean, obviously, they're going to be rated number one in the country yep. in the next poll. But I really do believe they're the best team in the country right now. I mean, yeah, they they played like it. Um, they looked the most consistent. Their defensive game plan was great with Winston. They threw quickly. They threw Higgins. They threw Maxi yeah. at him. Like they just threw bodies at him, which is what we said in the preview. Like you know, Kentucky has those guys that they can go. They can wear Higgins out on when Higgins needs a break. You can sub in Maxi. You can sub in quickly, which. I think we even said that too. Quickly, he's going to be out of the starting lineup. I said he'd yeah. be a guy that transfers out by the end of the year, and he lost his starting spot Monday or Tuesday with or with Maxi. But their defensively, they look good. Nick Richards gave him good minutes. EJ Montgomery gave him good minutes. Uh, Sestina looked good for a guy that's coming from a mid-major to a Division One, pro- like a big Division One program, playing in a big game, first game against Michigan State in the Garden. He looked really good that game. Um, Maxie was the star of the night. He was cold-blooded, hit the big shot when they needed it. He I mean, he did not look nervous out there for a freshman. Not at all. Cool, calm, and collected. Like, um, But the, for Michigan State, Cassius Winston, I mean, obviously, getting National Player of the Year, preseason National Player of the Year, played like it. He's just so calm. Like, every like in pick-and-roll situations, late in the shot clock. He had he early looks, fouls. Yeah. He looked composed. He played smart within himself. Um, he had some big shots, too, to, to kind of chip away at Kentucky's lead because Kentucky pretty much had – the lead for most of the game. Right. Um, but Michigan State kept creeping back. And that's a, that was a big test for Kentucky because, you know, with a team like a Vol freshman, you don't want them to fold and lose and then get discouraged. And that could build on things later in the year. But that they were able to, like, lock in and, you know, hold on hold on to the win was a big win for them. So, Yeah, I think you made the point where you talked about, like, well, one, I would want to touch on, you could tell how much Michigan State misses Langford. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think they're going to get him back this year. I don't think they are yeah, either. I think he's pretty much done. Because the way Izzo's talking doesn't sound like he'll be back by January. No. And so that's really sucks for them because, you know, Xavier Tillman, I guess, had, a, had some moments. But when your second leading scorer has nine points and Cassius right. Winston drops 21, right. it's going to be hard for them to win these big games. Now, don't get me wrong. This run till they play Duke, I think they're going to be fine. But on the Kentucky side, man, everyone seemed like they played their part. And it was just really impressive. We just named, you know, we just routed off a few names of players. But Ashton Haggins was excellent on defense, uh, really made a ton of plays. Kept Cassius Winston kind of in check because they knew that was the only threat. Um, was five of five from the line, which you I mean a Kentucky guard going perfect from the line is pretty rare. Right. Um, Kentucky actually shot really well from the free throw line in this game. Crazy enough, we've been fun of that for years. But I mean, twenty five thirty two. Yeah, that's, that's you take that every night. So. I know we're talking about free throws, and that's not like the most exciting thing. But literally, we've seen Calipari teams lose so many times in the tournament. Yeah. Because they've lost by like three and they missed eight turnovers, i.e. PJ Washington against Kansas State yep. two years ago. But I was just blown away by them. I was really impressed. I think everything they did made a ton of sense. Um, John I mean, Calipari once again shows up in a big game to get his season going. And he didn't play he didn't play into the bench like I thought he would. Like yeah. Keon Burks didn't play that much. He only played fifteen minutes. I mean not only that much. Played fifteen minutes. Johnny Juzang, a kid that they got to reclassify, plays two minutes, like yeah, we yeah. kind of said he wouldn't play much, right? Um, but you know, he, I'm kind of taken back on myself by looking at the stats. Emmanuel quickly with um, ten points, five defensive rebounds, uh, two assists, one steal, one turnover. Like I mean, that's pretty good minutes for ten points for him. I mean, yeah. I know, uh, you know, I was talking bad about not bad about him, but I was you know maybe saying he was going to. We lose. wanted to see more from him. Yeah, right. We we, we thought coming Number out of high school, guard two years ago, he needed to play a little bit better. We thought he right. was going to be the guy. Yeah, you know, so. So you bring in, um, yeah, Maxi off the bench, twenty six points, seven of thir- seven of thirteen, four. F- um, sorry, what is that? Three of eight from three, f- five rebounds, two assists, one steal. 
Um, 26 points. I mean, dagger after dagger. He looked great. Higgins looked good with the ball. Um, he had 11. He had a couple pick and rolls where he hit jumpers um, after the, you know after the defenders rolling wide open. He hit jumpers, which was a liability for him last year. Like people right. thought, like okay, like we're gonna let Higgins score because if he beats us, he beats us. But this year he looks more confident. Um, I mean, overall, like you know, other than Maxi, nobody else really went off, which is nice for you know a team like that at Kentucky, a good yeah. team that you have multiple guys that you're like, hey, if we're all gonna play our part and we're gonna you know, went pretty easy. So, yeah, I definitely right now I'm in on the the big the number one team in the country. Yep. Uh, my number two team in the country, right now. Yeah. In this moment. Yeah. Louisville. Yeah, they look really good. I mean, I know that Miami is not awesome, but they were super impressive. It's it was like everything you saw that Chris had with Trayvon and J, Trayvon Blood and JP Makira mm-hmm. with more players. Yeah. Like he had like his Kaiser Gates, his Karim Cantor, and yeah. probably better forms of those two players. No disrespect to them. Um, like you said earlier, Samuel Williamson was excellent. Jordan Awara looked like he's has he's putting his name out there for ACC Player of the Year. Yeah. Um, and I know the score says 15, but they were up 30 at one oh, point, yeah, they and they just kind of. Dwayne Sutton played really well. Yeah. Uh, Ryan McMahon, for as much shit as he gets, like he can he can shoot it, he can spread the floor, plays good defensively. He's always in the right spot. Um, he hits. I mean, he's pretty good, a reliable shooter. Like, yeah, he's he not is. just a like. Yeah. So he played really well. Um, yeah. Jordan Awara is a monster. Like Dude. he's. He said he's, he could have left the draft last year, could have been a first-round pick, and I think him coming back is going to play his way into the lottery maybe this year. Um, yeah, Williamson, their McDonald's All-American, absolute stud. Um, he's only going to get better, and, you know, you bring him off the bench. like Right. Like, could have worse options. So I think they're going to be really good this year, and I can't wait for the Louisville-Kentucky game in a couple weeks. So That might be the game of the year. Yeah. I, I, I honestly do believe that. Non, for the non-conference, definitely. <clears throat> right, yes. Yeah. I just think Louisville's so deep and so talented. We just talked about. You know, to emphasize on the fact that, like, Kentucky was able to throw so many bodies at Michigan State and just get them off their element. The Louisville's going to be able to do the same thing for Kentucky. So I'm really interested because, you know, they've got some easy games coming up Youngstown State, Indiana State, NC Central, et cetera, et cetera. But the third yeah. of December, they got Michigan. They got Pitt December 6th. I hate this conference That's shit. Horrible. It's so stupid. And December 12th, they go to Texas Tech. Ooh, Louisville does? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, man. So, Louisville's non Kentucky plays at Texas Tech in the SEC Big 12 as well. Yeah, so Texas Tech is uh, hosting the Bluegrass. So, right now, I think the two best teams in college basketball in the state of Kentucky. That's fair to say. I mean, they definitely looked impressive opening night. Uh, The only thing I didn't like from Louisville was Aiden Inghorn. Um, 12 minutes, one shot, no rebounds. Um, we had one block, but like a guy that highly talented and you know highly touted and highly talented, he I need to see more out of him. Now, I, like I said, it's overreaction week, so yeah. he could turn out to be a fine player, like I think he's going to be. But I want to see more out of the Irish Hawk. That's what he called himself. So <laughs> the Irish Hawk. Yeah, I dig that. I mess with that. Right. Um, I know we're gonna talk a lot about Cole Anthony, um, but I do want to touch real quick on Virginia, the defending national champions, playing at Syracuse. Yeah. And only giving up 34 points in a college basketball game. Unreal. Only giving up 34 points. Yeah. Cole, How... Anthony, Cole Anthony scored as many points as Syracuse. Yes. How does that happen? Like, I... you know you play 40 minutes in a game. Yeah. So... Pack line defense. Yes. I mean, they legit, like, they buy into <laughs> it. They get the right players every year. Like, I, I think it's a perfect fit. Like, Keely Clark, their point guard, stud. Like, he's going to fill that next void of... Uh, London Parentis, and you know he played last year as a starting point guard. Uh, D. Kite was really well, like played well, very good defensively. Um, 
offensively he's just always collected like I throw it to him in the post and he he, he kicks it back out to reposition to make sure he gets the right positioning for himself um they're really good three-point shooting team like they're they're gonna be fine people said they're gonna be down they weren't gonna make the tournament now they're not gonna be at the top of the ACC this year I think they'll be like more in the four through six range um but I, I definitely I mean they're definitely gonna be a tournament team like I'm not gonna say that so. right yeah, I just, I don't know, man. I thought Syracuse would be a lot better than that. And maybe, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, this is overreaction day. We've This is the emphasis. It's hard because this is the theme. a meaningful game. Like a conference game is a meaning game. Yeah. You know, if you, one or two games can get you a buy in the ACC tournament, which can lead to a whole hundred different things. But I laughed so hard. Uh, <laughs> did you watch the ACC Network pregame show? Yes. When they were talking to all the coaches about playing a conference game and yeah. none of them liked it. Yeah. They all hate it. Yeah. The, comp- the ACC Network wanted to get that bag dropped, so. Yeah, a couple other games I wanted to talk, just note about real quick. Um, Auburn was trailing Georgia Southern for a while. They ended up winning by nine. Um, close game on Tuesday night. Oregon beat Fresno State pretty easy. Um, there was one more. Oh, St. Mary's beat Wisconsin in overtime. That yeah. court was horrendous. I don't know if you saw it. There was like eight hundred three point lines. Like the debut of Fred Hoiberg. Nebraska yeah. loses. Yeah, by a lot. Yeah, at home. Smart Curtis barely plays. Yikes. Yeah, uh, NKU wins by about. 50, 50 <laughs> yeah. burger. I guess a team 55. that lost by 50 to an NAIA school. Yeah. And then Michigan hang on or hung on to one, win by eight, 79, 71 again. Did you at, see at uh, Juwan Howard surprised? Uh, G- I mean, uh, Jalen Rose surprised Juwan Howard at the game. No. He didn't know he was going to be there. That's so awesome. I think it was him and like Jimmy King, I think, yeah. showed up. That's so sick. That, that was pretty cool. Oh, I'll have to look that up. Yeah. yeah. That was just from the opening night Tuesday. Um, Like, we, we, we moved already on to uh, Wednesday night, last night's game. With, um, Georgia. I want to touch on real quick. Yeah, they didn't, they didn't look great. No, they were. I mean, they were barely winning. But Anthony Edwards, top by thick. Yeah, like, he is without monster, a doubt. Monster. And then um, obviously talking more about the freshmen. Yeah. I know we're going to get into Cole. I we got to talk about James Wiseman. Yeah, Memphis. Unbelievable. They, did that game not look like an AAU game? I know. Bro, they spread the floor, attack the rim, kick out for three. That's all they do, and yeah. it's going to work. But when it doesn't work, they're going to get smoked. Yes. But Wiseman was cleaning everything off the glass. He is unbelievable. Yeah. Like. I, I, I after last night I'm rethinking my top of my big board, but he's still in the top two. So like everything he did, it's just dude. The, the rebounding is insane. He's like number three for me just because the way the NBA is right now. Yeah, but, uh, the dunking ability. Yeah, he's he's all over the place. Penny didn't use him as a three point shooter. Like he didn't he didn't shoot three at all in the game. I think he may have shoot, shot one. But overall, like just the way he attacks the rim, the way he attacks the backboard. The ferociousness you haven't seen that from a college basketball center maybe since Joel Embiid at Kansas. Yeah. So I mean Zion, but right, right but, but like I don't really count that. Yes, exactly. It, yeah. That's a whole that's a once in a lifetime thing. So Right. All right. I'll let you loose. It's Cole Anthony time. Yeah. Um so North Carolina Tar Heels, number nineteen in the country. Yeah, kicked yeah. Kicked off the twenty nineteen season with Notre Dame, Tim's second favorite team. Um, lifelong fan. Uh, it was a shaky game. Notre Dame, an experienced team. Got to be much better than they were last year. Big time. Um, John Cooney, uh, Rex Fluger, I mean, TJ Gibbs. Like, Rex Fluger's been at Notre Dame for like 30 years. Yeah. Um, he looked good after the ACL injury last, he did. last year. So, yeah, Carolina's missing Brandon Robinson, Anthony Harris, uh, Sterling Manley, starting a whole new position. Cole Anthony, Christian Keeling, Leaky Black, who didn't play much last year because of his own ankle injury, Justin Pierce. Armando Baycott, a whole new team, you know, just like the one-and-done schools now. We're getting into that. We're at the whole new lineup every year. Um, it started out ugly. You know, Cole Anthony rocking the Rex specs, comes out in the second Loved half. It. Yeah, comes out in the middle of the first half, not wearing them anymore. Um, second half, he had 23 points. 
He earned 23 points in the second half. Ended up with an ACC record, North Carolina freshman record, 34 points in the game. Um, 6 of 11 from 3, 11 rebounds, 5 assists. I mean, he is – Roy Williams calls him the best defensive re- rebounding guard he's ever had. He was on every play. I, none of his shots look forced. He – proving why he's the number one point guard, proving why he's the number two player in the country. Like, so smooth, got his teammates involved, and just, like – Bonafide star, like legit star, yeah. Like, National player of the year, good, like candidate for it, and he's playing that way already. So long way to go. I'm not like I'm not gonna say that I'm there yet for Carolina. Like uh, Keeling, grad transfer, shooting guard. He had some rough moments, stuff that worked in when he played at Charleston Southern. Not gonna work in the ACC. Um, no. So just you know, they gotta get more rounded when they get their everybody back from injuries. But we're only gonna get better. I love Cole Anthony. Like just. I mean, unreal. Like, I was so happy last night. Like, unreal watching that. Freaking uh, out. So we were talking a little bit during the game. I texted you when Notre Dame had the lead at half. Yeah. Uh, I just had to mess with you because I had to have some fun. Because I knew what was going to happen. But I was like, okay, they're winning at half. And this is nice. Um, So obviously, I'm going to take a moral victory for the Irish. I, I really liked how they played. Like I said, like like you said, I think they're a way better team than they were last year. Obviously, they're healthy. Um, TJ Gibbs is taking a huge step for them. John Mooney is obviously really good. But, yes, the story is Cole Anthony. It's yeah. just everything he did. 12 of 24 from the field, 6 of 11 from 3. Or 6 of 13 from 3. And he started shooting, like, he didn't start the game shooting all that hot. No. And in the second half, it was like. In fuego. Yeah. I mean, he was, like, and he had, we were down one. He hit a three to make us up two. Then he hit another three to go up five. And then he had the next like yeah, it's his first shot of the second half, and I'm like, oh boy. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a deep one. Uh, I mean, other than that, Garrison Brooks played really well, ten and nine. He's really good defensively. He kind of didn't lock up John Cooney, but he played pretty well defensively against him. Um, you know, I, I think he was already mad at Cole Anthony had more rebounds than him. I think he said <laughs> something last night. But yeah, I mean, other than that, it, kind of the scoring was a little bit. It was just Anthony and Brooks really. Um, after that, it was Christian Keeling with five points, Armando Baycott with seven, Ray Sean Leaky Black with five. Andrew Playtech off the bench had a couple big threes, played really good defensively as well. Uh, this team's going to be a work in progress. They play a, a tough schedule, play Alabama and the Battle for Atlantis, which they'll play either Michigan or I- Iowa State after that. And they could meet Gonzaga in the finals, or Gonzaga or Oregon in the finals of that tournament. They play at Gonzaga in December. They play uh, Ohio State at home in the Big Ten ACC Challenge. They play UCLA, and then they obviously get to the um, conference schedule of the ACC. Excuse me, but I I love where this team's at beginning of the year. I think they're only going to get better. I think Keeling and Pierce, the grad transfers, are going to get better when they get more like experienced in the ACC or with North Carolina um, freshmen. I I mean Cole's as advertised. Like he's God. so good. Um, it's it's amazing having him. Like I'm legit like hyped every game here's the one thing that annoyed me last night one the commentary team was atrocious okay yeah i don't need to see i know you're gonna <laughs> say yeah it, i don't need to see greg anthony every two seconds right like, that but when it's the, cool it's awesome like yeah. KJ, uh, that kenny smith and greg anthony are sitting next to each other and i get to see them in the stands like greg rocking a carolina blue hat and a hoodie like it's awesome yeah that hoodie was fire i yeah. want it but i don't need to see i don't need to see his reaction to cole's reaction he knows his son's good i don't, I don't right know yeah that, i don't think so. he i think he has any worries about if his yeah. son can play division one college basketball right but the but the commentary team when like cole empty takes his glasses off and they go oh man i wonder if he can even see right now like yeah that why 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 are you doing television yeah that was horrible <laughs> so bad uh, just... yeah i mean the other i i love Commentary ACC Network. That was a, a 
a, not a fail, but like, come on, man. Just yeah, just be normal. Just be like every other programming. Like, advertise the games. We're gonna love it. You don't need to make it your own little spin and extra. Like, so. But dude, dude, I watched the Ohio State UC game last night. Yep. And it was on Fox. And if I had seen one more damn advertisement for SmackDown, they're really milking that, aren't they? Yeah. They, yeah. That was like, all hey them. guys, did you know we have SmackDown? Did you know we have SmackDown? 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 Did have you, you heard have about SmackDown? SmackDown? Guys, SmackDown yeah. for the WWE. Yeah. Yeah, it's here. SmackDown. SmackDown. Right. SmackDown's gonna be freaking... this ad is brought to you by SmackDown. <laughs> yeah. So SmackDown's gonna be fucking sponsoring at large bid soon. Yes. That'd be fire, actually. Yeah. Bring it. Drop the bag, please. Yeah. So I guess we could stop there. Um, Ohio State and UC last night was something. Um, After watching Cole Anthony go for thirty-four, I the offense have stopped or the offense stopped in the Cincinnati Ohio State game. Yeah. They, uh, Ohio State didn't score till about six minutes into the game. First off, um, Cincinnati. We're definitely running the John Brandon offense. I'm sorry, I was like passing the ball around the key. Yep. But had the Mick Cronin scoring right. to go with it. Yeah. Uh, Jaron Cumberland wasn't good. Javen Cumberland wasn't very good. Chris McNeil was like their best player last night, their grad transfer point guard, and he didn't even look like his stats aren't great. He had, he had he had a bad game, I think. But yeah. he, he played the best for them, but he had a bad game. And then Chris Vogt, the grad transfer center from Northern Kentucky, um, in a span of 13 minutes, pulled up five fouls. Pretty mm-hmm. impressive. Yeah. But that's not the story. The story is DJ Carton. The story is. West Camp, the story is Chris Holtman has a very good basketball team. Yes. And it may have taken them a little bit to get going, but once they did, oh boy. It was the kid that got the transfer from Butler, the kid that got all the the rebounds. Um, what the hell's his name? Let's see. I think that Joey Brunk that went to Indiana, actually. I think I am. Yeah, you are. Okay. Um, they have Caleb and Andre Wesson. Um, Caleb, Caleb Wesson is freaking awesome. Yeah. I mean, he hit that step out three. He had EJ Liddell as a freshman, former Mr. Illinois basketball. He played good minutes for him. DJ Carton, another freshman. DJ Carton is so good. Off the bench. Like, the Ohio State's really, really good this year. Luther Muhammad, an experienced guard now. CJ Walker is a freshman. He's good. Kyle Young played really good minutes. A lot of transition dunks for the white boy. Like, good yeah, he, yeah. Uh, Caleb and Andre Wesson both played really well. Caleb only had eight points. One of four from three, but he had a lot of pick and pop moments where the defender was eyeing him that led to Carton scoring because they were more worried about Caleb Wesson. So, but uh, off, Ohio State's offensive rebounding was like was Crazy. amazing. Like yeah. they were all over the boards. I don't know if that's a testament to how bad Cincinnati rebounded, but Ohio State like was all over the board, um, all over the glass offensively. Um, Chris Holtman's a really good coach. You give him a really good talent, and he's going to do good things with them. So I'm excited to see where they kind of go in the next next couple weeks. Yeah, I. Uh... I had concerns about Cincinnati already, obviously, being that I cover them, but I'm around the program. But last night did not help me. No. Cumberland, for as good as he is, he gets lost in games. Like, he just kind of floats around. I don't around. like him running the point for that team. Yeah. No. I do not I, like it. McNeil was forcing shots. One of six from three. Like, yeah, he slowed down a little he bit. He had that one layup where he is in a fast break by himself Smoked and he misses it. it. Like, yeah. So, that if they get that, they're down one. Yep. Because they were down three at the time, obviously, if you do yep. math. Um, I mean, it works here. And then Ohio State goes out and gets a bucket to go up five. And it's like, that swing right there was kind of the start of the fall. Jay Sorolla, the kid from Valpo, played okay. Yeah. Um, but he didn't get a ton of minutes. Trey Scott, I thought would be a ton better. Yeah, not his best showing from the first night. So. All the times, I've, every time I've seen Trey Scott in this offseason, he has looked outstanding. He has jumped out of the gym. He has been super athletic. Um, and he did not show that last night. And Keith Williams, I thought, played well. Yeah, 13 is pretty good for him. Yeah, but this team... I don't know if they're going to be able to like go and beat better teams than them. Right. I don't think they're going to have those fluke games like we thought they might. Like for what we saw last night again, game one, overreaction Monday or Thursday, whatever you want to call it. Yes, game one, they, you know, 
Do I think from what I saw last night they could beat Xavier or Memphis? No. Yeah. That's their two biggest games this year. Do I think they could have beat Houston the way they played last night? No. Do I think they'll be better? Sure. Um, I think, you know, eight new dudes, a new offense. New coach. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, you know. It's a lot. I thought defensively they played pretty well. Yeah. Um, I just think that Ohio State made more shots than they did. Yep. Um, and overall, you know, Ohio State had more talent than them. You know, let's just call it what it was. They are definitely missing more. Uh, he's a, he's a really good player. Yep. So, but overall, like, I don't feel good about them from what I saw last night. Yeah, I mean, they got a lot to improve on. They got to figure out a role for Jaron Cumberland. Um, you know, him being the primary ball handler isn't uh, not their best strength. That I wanted to see more out of Zach Harvey. Two minutes played is for yeah. a roster that's so thin. I don't get why he didn't play as much. Not to mention for a guy you fought to make eligible. Yeah. Like, you fought to get. Yeah. And you, like, did everything you could the last minute yeah. to make sure you got him on this court. Um, look, I know that this is, like, I don't do this often when I talk about, like, kids that I cover and yeah. kids that I'm around. I really worry about Chris Vogt's ability to play at this level. Um, you know, at Northern Kentucky, he was the backup center, and he struggled. Yeah. You know, he would get blocks and stuff, but he's 7'3", you know, yeah. around there. Yeah. Um, you know, he his footwork is very limited. Yeah. Um, his perimeter defense, when he's on the perimeter, you know that guard's getting around him. And you saw last night when he has guys that are more physical than him, he's going to get fouled. And, oh, yeah, he still has the worst free throw shooting of anyone in college basketball. So it's like, it's okay. great and, that he's getting this situation. Yeah. I want him to succeed. He's a yeah. great kid. But I, I really worry when he You're goes starting against... starting five has that many issues. It's a glaring issues, right? It's, yeah. It's, it's a red I worry flag. when he plays against James Wiseman, like yeah. anyone. But when he plays against, like like I said last week, what happens when he plays against a, a very physical center like Tyreek Jones from Xavier? Yeah, he'll foul out in five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, John won't be able to play him. Yeah. So, unless they put Trey Scott over there, then that's probably a better situation for them. Agreed. So... Yeah. Um, what, what are some other games? Was there any other games you want to touch on real quick? Uh, last night, really, then there's not really any tonight. Let me look at yesterday's slate just to look real quick. But um, Arizona um, beat Northern Arizona. We don't really spend too much time on that. Kind yeah. of just a, a regular old uh, ass whooping from from a really good school. Uh, Josh Green in with, thir- uh, with 10. Zeke and Najee, a uh, power forward from Memphis, or from Memphis, from Minnesota, sorry. He went for 20. Um, Chase Jeter, the former Duke uh, transfer, um, had seven. And then Nico Mannion uh, had nine points. So Green and Mannion are really good guards for Arizona. I like to see how they uh, they they uh, turn out this year. Um, Jamal Baker Jr. The, tr- the Kentucky the, transfer. Yeah, I was going to say, he had nine points off the bench. Um, Stone Gettings at 13. Like they uh, it was a pretty balanced attack for Arizona, um, but Green and Mannion are definitely the, the reasons to go watch Arizona this year if you can. Yeah, I actually like Arizona. I I, I, I know Sean Miller gets his rap, but like I've always like had like a, a weird like like a liking for them. Like every time they're on that. TV, like out west, I'm like, yeah, sure. Like it's college basketball, two K seven or two K eight. Lute Olson retires like in your dynasty, and like Arizona, if you have a good year, uh, Arizona always offers you the job. And I used to always go out there and recruit, and it was fun. So. I don't know if that's the reason I like them, but yeah, I kind of want to touch on Florida State real quick. Yeah, I was gonna say that was my next thing. Because Florida State losing at Pitt, not the best look. And then they got to go play Florida on Sunday. Yeah. So that could be an zero and two start for Leonard it's Hamilton. It's gotta be an zero and yeah. two start. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that yet. But they're missing Kevin Galli. They thought he was gonna stay. Uh, he was really good for them last year. But yeah, I don't know, man. I I think they're better than Cincinnati after I just ripped on Cincinnati for like <laughs> five minutes. Right. But um, I don't know, man. Also, how many damn guys do they have on their roster? Who? Did you look at Florida State's box score? Uh, they played 
Let me see. One, two, three. There, that's five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. Eighteen guys on the roster. Wow. Eighteen. Patrick Williams getting big minutes, twenty six minutes off the bench. He's a uh, four star small forward that I really liked. Um, he's from North Carolina. He's really good. Um, he only had you know five points, but that's still. Uh, Malik Osborne had. Um, I would expect more out of him. Two points. Devin Vassell, 14 points for them. And then they didn't play uh, Balsa Kubravovic very much. He's a five-star center. They basically were like, Trent Forrest, can you win us this game? Yeah. No. No, he cannot. So okay. He had, he had 19. So Yeah, but, he played well. Yep. So on the pit end, obviously, this is year two yep. for um, the greatest Duke coach of all time. Greatest bag dropper <laughs> of all time. Jason Cable. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, in that team, Xavier Johnson's the sophomore kid was really good. But... They also have 37 guys on their mm-hmm. fucking roster. Uh, shout out to KJ Marshall, their big time freshman, who had 13 points. Yep. So, I think Pitt's gonna be better. Uh, they obviously have done better already than um than sh- uh the last year of what's his face again, the old Vanderbilt coach, Kevin Stallings. Yeah, Stallballs already had, yeah. they already have a conference win, so yep. good for them. But yeah, man, overall. Nah, very worrisome for Florida State. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a tough start. They're but... a, they're a consistent tournament team, so. But you know what? After that, you know they don't have a tough game till ooh, ooh. end of November. Let's do this road trip. Yep, at Tennessee, at Indiana. Ooh, Florida State plays at Tennessee. Yeah, I guess that's the Big Ten ACC. Or no, I guess that's just just a, yeah, a conference game. Wow. Well, huh. that would be an SEC ACC game. Sorry, yeah. But then yeah, the Florida they go to Indiana after that. So wow, that's a that's tough. tough four games. Yeah, right. I know Indiana's not the Indiana that we grew up with by any means but overall still so obviously with this weekend we had all these huge games so let's kind of look at anything particular jumping out to start next week obviously the gavit games are next week right so that's gonna be a lot of fun but really if you're looking for top 25 teams you want to watch you're not going to get a ton for the next couple of days unfortunately so for example on friday uh davidson auburn's gonna be a good game yeah uh yeah, Dwayne Goodmanson or not Dwayne. Uh, what's his name? There's actual. There's Kellen Grady still at Davidson. He's really good. Um, they have Goodmanson. I forget his first name. Uh, he's a very good guard as well. Davidson can shoot. Um, Auburn's gonna be. Is it? Who's it? Davidson Auburn. You said. Yeah. Yeah. They're. I mean, Auburn's both, three and a half point favorites. Yeah. Both teams are gonna kind of spread the court and you know shoot a lot of threes. So it'd be fun to watch. We got Baylor Washington. That's a really good game. I saw somewhere, it was a Jeff Goodman, his sneaky Final Four pick was Washington. Yeah. I mean, Isaiah Stewart, uh, Quad A Green, uh, what's the kid's name? Jane McDaniels. Uh, yeah, Jane McDaniels. Like, that's a good team, but they're going to be, it's going to be, they're going to be one of those teams that surprises people out west when, because they always tip off at 1130, so. Yeah. And then, uh, don't forget about University of Illinois, Chicago versus Memphis. Uh, yeah. Big game. <laughs> so. Uh, and then uh, Saturday slate, we've got. Oregon versus Boise State. Okay. The Battle of the Courts. Yeah. So, I guess for our three picks we can make this week for games. So, if we are, we're going to be keep doing this every week. We're going to be keeping track of our standings. Right now, Taylor is up by half a game. Yes. Because he picked Kentucky to win the Champions Classic. We both picked Kansas. Yep. Um, in my defense, those games could have gone either way. Right. So, let's go ahead and let's look at Davidson-Auburn. Three and a half point favorites at Auburn. What do you think of this game? I'm going Davidson. You're going upset. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to take Auburn. Experience. I think uh, the Final Four team, having a lot of those guys come back. Yeah. And uh, Bruce Pearl's probably going to like throw some water on the ground. Yeah, so. I was going to say, start crying. Yeah. 
Baylor, Washington, Baylor, five point favorites. I'll go Washington. Is that Washington? It's at Washington. I'll go Washington. I go Washington yeah. also. Baylor looked good opening day. They played that like two p.m. tip, and they yeah. beat like Abilene Christian by about six hundred. Mm-hmm. But I'll go Washington at home. That's a big game for Isaiah Stewart to have a big game for him too. Yeah, agreed. This is their season opener too. Okay, so right. I always forget they open the season like Friday night. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, Kentucky versus Eastern Kentucky. Uh, go Kearns, baby. <laughs> yeah, just kidding. Carolina yeah. versus UNC Wilmington. No, I'm good on that one. All right, in the last game. We will pick. Oh, Texas produced a good game. Yeah, that's a really good game. I like Texas. I do too. Yep. Seton Hall, Saint Seton Hall, and oh, Saint Bonaventure, Stony yeah. Brook. No one gives a shit about that game. Yep. And then finally, Florida, Florida State. I'll go Florida State. Or I'll, I'll go Florida. Sorry. Yeah, I'm gonna go Florida. Yep. I think it just obvious reasons. Very good. I have very con- I have lots of concerns about the Seminoles. Yep. Um. Also, I don't know if Leonard Hamilton will ever. Ever, ever get past that god-awful press conference he had in the Elite Eight. Yeah, that was odd. Like, odd. Take your L, bro, and go home. Yeah. So Awesome. So that would be this week's edition of At-Large Bid. Um, by the way, next Tuesday in Memphis, Oregon. I don't know if we'll record by then, but that game's going to be nasty. Yeah. And it's, why I'm, it's, of course, while I'm working. The nice. Xavier-Missouri game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good times. Good times. So I'm pretty nuts next week. Yeah. Uh, we're still figuring out the schedule, what we're going to do for all of next week between the shows. So we'll keep you in the loop on the Twitter account at 48 Minutes Network. Um, Taylor and I also are going to be kind of doing this every week. Like I said, we're going to be picking our games and keeping up with the standings. So if you're keeping it at home, yep. uh, we'll also do some polls on the at large bid one Twitter account. That is the at logo, not AT. So if you guys want to vote with us, we'll see how the audience goes against Taylor and I. But I think the audience went 2-0 this week. Yeah, they picked Kentucky and uh, Duke. Yeah, so, so yeah. they knew something we that I didn't. Right. They did on the 48 Minutes Network Twitter account, too. So. Yeah. Awesome. Everyone, thank you all for tuning in. Have a good night, and enjoy the games this weekend. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.